0: Express show for Wednesday, October 8th, 2014. And tonight we have a special guest, Mr. Roy Belfry. Mr. Belfry is a special kind of guy. He is someone that I can really relate to. He has a passion and although he didn't go straight directly towards that, he did other things to get him there. And what's so interesting about that is that... He created a vision for himself, and he did not allow anything to cloud that vision, and he pursued it. And that's something that takes a lot of tenacity, a lot of courage, a lot of will, and um, just a lot of belief in oneself. And we're going to talk to him and find out what that was like. He has a special project coming out after Halloween. It's a horror flick. And I am a movie fanatic, so I really, really, really want to talk to them about this because this movie has a special meaning. It is called Matthew eighteen and it's more to it than just the title. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Mr Roy Belfry. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scare you again. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Thank you so much for the introduction. I
0: appreciate that. You're quite welcome. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, oftentimes a lot of people who are in business and who are pursuing a dream or are doing their dream job don't always start out like that. Can you just give us a little background about you and tell us who you were before you got here?
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, you know, I started out, uh, you know, from the business sector, having gone to school for business college, and uh, got into the business world of uh, trying to make it, and eventually went into my own in my own direction as far as creating my own business and and uh, pursuing my dreams in business. But at the same time, I've always had a passion and a desire to do things mm-hmm. in the entertainment world. Uh, namely, uh, film as well as music, and so I've never lost sight of that. But I've been blessed and fortunate with talents to be able to succeed in business, and and so I pursued both sides of the the dream business as well as the entertainment side. And so uh, after so putting in so many years of hard work and growing my business and uh, working in that area of uh, pursuing goals and accomplishing those goals in business, I was fortunate to be able to parlay the success in business into my entertainment dream, which is shooting my own film. And so that's where I'm at at this point. And so I'm just excited about it. And I can't wait for the world uh, uh, to see what I've, I've been able to do
0: here. Okay, great. Now, I would like to ask you because, you know, oftentimes when you're pursuing two different things, you you have your passion and you have your, your, your position. I call it passion and position. Right. And did you find it difficult trying to juggle the two? And did you find yourself sometimes consumed with your passion when you should be worrying about your position?
1: Uh, a little bit. I, I guess I, I can't, I, I have to say that sometimes it, it can be a little difficult trying to do both and, uh, but, I just made it a point early on in my life that I just didn't want to be necessarily a starving artist, so I wasn't going to drop uh my acumen to business and then just move out to l a or somewhere and just decide to just give it all up and try and see what happens uh, I've always have you know had a passion for both so i've 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 been able to to some degree uh accomplish that I guess. Uh but yeah, there sometimes is a, a challenge, uh, when you know you've got business things to attend to, but at the same time you just still have this burning desire to create and you've got to create a vision about things and you just love that side of who you are and what you wanna do and uh and so yeah, it can be a challenge but at the same time it can be rewarding when you're able to do both. Okay,
0: great. Now you are a movie maker. And I am a movie goer. So we got a lot to talk about. (laughs) Right, right. Now, this particular movie is a horror flick. Now, I am, how can I put it? I love some of the older movies that were out. For example, when I was a kid, my good friend Yvonne, her mom had a tenant in her house who owned the movie theater. And, of course, of course I wasn't old enough to be going to the movies, but I was in the movies. Right. Right. <laughs> and right. I saw I saw Lascula, I saw oh my goodness, every last was it, Jim Kelly, Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, um, all of mm. those kinds of movies. I saw them all, okay? Antonio right. Vargas, all of those. Now, in reading your bio you mentioned that you were going to go for that kind of effect. What mm-hmm. inspired you to go in that direction? Well, I think
1: when you think about uh, horror films and, or films that are scary and frightening, most of us want to. I mean, what's frightening to us, you know, it's a subjective thing, but what's frightening to most, at least in my sense, is that if it's something that's relatable, if it's something that you can see that can be real, that can actually happen. Uh, that's what scares us most. Uh, uh, and that, you know, you take a film like The Exorcist, uh, you know, just scared the dickens out of so many people, mm-hmm. because they could just see that being a reality. They can see mm-hmm. possession and, and demons, demons and the devil, and people believe in, to a large extent, the devil is real. And uh, evil is, evil abounds. And so, uh, you know, people can relate to that, you know, and so uh, i my approach to making this kind of a film is I wanted to draw what was relatable and what was, what can be perceived as real as that can happen. So, you know, marketing coming out of the sky, that's not something that we all have seen or related to, but, you know, things that have happened, things that are signs within our own lives, omens and stuff of that nature, uh, many of us have experienced that to some extent, and so we can relate to that. And so some of that and a lot of that, I guess, is in this film. And so it's something I think people will identify with once they watch the film. And, you know, there's a lot of truism in it. So uh, I think that's that's the way I've approached making this particular film.
0: Okay, so you're trying to say that we, as the movie watchers and movie goers, have an affinity for the supernatural. Yes.
1: I, I I believe that I, I think uh, you know there are those out there who are what you call doubters, but I do believe a, a good number of us have grown up believing that there are signs and that there are omens and that there are things that can affect us in ways that we can't necessarily explain, and uh, and that's happened. I know it's happened in my own life. I know other people I've been around that it's happened to, and I'm I'm pretty sure. That there's a large segment of the population out there that can attest to this as well, and again, this is something when they watch Matthew 18, they'll say, "Oh my God, yes, that's happened to me." So, <laughs> so, and, and 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 so it's again, it's, it's about being what's relatable.
0: Okay, now tell us a little bit about, uh, about your childhood because I think, and and you'll understand, it and our listeners will understand where I'm going, um, that your childhood has a lot to do with how you wrote
1: this? Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. I, uh, you know, my brother and I have grown up in a, you know, we were raised gospel. We were raised in a Christian upbringing. And, uh, you know, my family, uh, my mother, my father, and aunts and uncles, you know, grew up in the South. Uh, we were born in Los Angeles, but they grew up in the South, and, uh there's always been experiences that my mother has shared with us about happenings and things that have happened and things that uh influences in your lives and our lives and and you know again omens and signs and and we were always taught that if you have a certain kind of a dream or if you have uh something happens within the home uh uh that just came out of nowhere. Uh, and on many occasions, that was a symbol or a sign of something that may be about to happen that will come to pass and pass and uh, you know, and it's happened in some cases for us. And so, my family was really big on that. And 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 growing up in that kind of an environment, uh, you are always on edge about things that may happen because uh, it may be a sign of something to come. And and that's been a part of a big part of my life and my upbringing, and I kind of share a little bit of that in the film. And what's surprising to me, though, is that as I research this more and more in making this film, there's just so many other people who have come from the same kind of a background and upbringing that relate to what I've shared and talked about in this film. And so, again, I think it's something that's unique and something we'll bring about in this film that so many people... Again, we'll sit and watch and say, "My goodness, that's happened to me." So, so yeah, I I I had the experiences and the upbringing that brought this out,
0: and I can relate to that as well because my family too yeah. is from the south. So that's right. you know, I heard the stories. Some of them <laughs> had me sitting there shaking in the chair, going, "I can't sleep tonight." <laughs> mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for example. Um, when you're sleeping at night and you're trying to talk, that means the witch is riding you. You heard that? Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand right. all of that, you know, and it's just that, and, you know, you have your own personal experiences as well. Like you said, things that are not natural, not normal. Like you walk into a room and all of a sudden the lights start flashing like crazy. Right. But before right. you got there, they were just solidly bright. So right. those are the right. kind of things that you really kind of look at and go, hmm, there mm-hmm. is something out right. there. And I think that's what the um, the attraction is. We know that right. there's something greater than us out there, but we don't exactly know
1: what yes. it is, what form right. it's going to show up in. Right, right. And that's true. And, you know, for instance, you take another film, uh, an independent film that came out and took uh, the uh, theatrical world by storm when it came out, you know, the film Paranormal. And mm-hmm. it didn't have a lot of gore. It didn't have a lot of violence, uh, uh, gratuitous violence it was just something about that particular film that got under people's skin because they felt that this could happen to me and it, or it's happened to me and I've been in that kind of a situation and, oh, my gosh, and so on and so forth. So, again, you don't necessarily have to show a whole lot of blood and guts and so on and so forth to get to people. It just has to be relatable, something that, people can identify with and sense that it can happen to them if it's happening to that person on the screen. And that's what creeps people out. You know, and mm-hmm. again I go back to the exorcist which had its own element of of, of gore of course. Couldn't see But huh? people could see possession as being real. And mm-hmm. uh I've grown up in church where people have felt they had to cast out demons and 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 uh, lay hands on people and uh, take hold of Satan, so to speak, and, and and rebuke him and call on God for deliverance. And uh, you know that's just something that we've all, who those of us that have grown up in church have been around, and uh, and we and so this film kind of addresses that to an extent, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, again, what I again I can't say enough of it being something that's called relatable.
0: Now. The, the title of the movie is titled Matthew 18, but mm-hmm. there is another meaning behind that.
1: Right. Well, you're right, Laura. Uh, uh, Matthew 18 is, you know, you've got the the chapter Matthew 18, but it's actually Matthew 18, 19 through 20. So I just, that'd be a long title to show up on the headlines there. <laughs> basically a prayer that says, you know, two or three of you are gathered in my name, shall I ask anything of my father shall be done for two or three are gathered there am I in my name and miss. Uh, paraphrasing it a little bit but basically it's it's about calling coming together in prayer. And we know sometimes signs are revealed to us uh in threes. You know, people will always say, you know, uh, things come to us in threes, if someone dies and then there's a second person that dies, albeit famous or whatever, someone you know. That third person is going to drop at some some point in time, so to speak. But people have always felt things that are verified from a spiritual world, grieves. And so the Bible touches on the fact that if two or three of you are gathered in my name, so ask anything of my father, shall be done. And so that kind of bears itself out in this film in terms of touching on the spiritual and, and uh, uh the the number three or two or three of the scripture states, but uh yeah it, 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 that's part of what Matthew eighteen embodies, so it's not just the verse itself but it's the uh the, the uh, it's not just a chapter I guess itself it's the verses that come along with that
0: chapter mm-hmm. so three now- verses. Uh, who are the actors? I, I mean, I had the pleasure of um, interviewing Linnell a while, a couple of weeks ago. She was really mm-hmm. excited about this role and this opportunity that you presented to her. So, right. tell us who the actors are.
1: Well, the three, uh, the two most known actors obviously are Linnell and Sejan Love. We've got another uh, wonderful, up and coming, beautiful young lady by the name of Jennifer. Darlene Martinez, who's not known on the big screen, and uh, this will be her acting debut, I guess. Uh, She's been known in a few videos and so forth, Justin Bieber being one of them. uh, But uh, she's a very talented uh, uh, young woman that uh, I was able to look and see that she would fit this role very well. And so she's done an outstanding job as lead character, Michelle, in the film. And uh, the audience would definitely enjoy her and uh, how natural she is as an actress and how she embraced this role. Um, I was blessed to be able to get uh, Linell as well as Fajon to participate in this film. They obviously read the script and liked it and decided to come along. Uh, you know, you, you look at those two who are known as comedians, you know, by and large, and you think, well, how can you have a horror film that you're trying to, Defined as a true horror film And then you've got comedians Playing roles in this film Well, again, I go back to As a director, you got to have What I call creative vision And then you got to look at those characters And then you got to look at the people you want to cast In that role And be able to study them And see how can you bring about The kind of character uh, In that film From those actors How can you bring that about And Linnell delivered so well uh, in this role as Aunt Jessie, uh, that people are going to go, wow, she's, she's awesome in the role. And so, uh, yes, yeah, she's a comedian, and she, she keeps up some of that in the film, but she's just a wonderful actress in this role, and it just shows uh, how broad things are for her as an actress. And that She can't be just considered a comedian in and of itself. She's a, she's a really talented actress overall, and so I think this role is going to demonstrate that. And as well for the Le- John, he's also a very good actor, and we've been able to get him you know he came aboard and he was such a great professional. I learned a lot from Fay uh even uh me being the director and him the actor. I still learned a lot from him from his uh his he's a seasoned veteran in this business, and so uh he was a joy to work with, and we had a great time post production with him. And, uh, again, people will be uh, pleased and excited to see how he comes across in his role. So, uh, yeah, they're comedians, but at the same time they're great actors, and that will be demonstrated
0: in this film. Now, can you give us a little bit about the storyline? Well, you know, as an off film, I
1: believe that it starts with the story uh you can have the jump scares, you can have even in films that aren't meant to be scary or horror films, you know, it still starts with the story. And this film uh has that. It has a story. Uh it's built around a young lady that uh decides to uh attend school away from her family. Uh she's a bright young lady, uh ambitious, uh scholarship, uh granted, uh, to attend college, uh, full scholarship uh, as a med student. Um, she has a desire, again, to go away to college. Her family wants to have her remain close by, and they're proud of her. She's the joy of their lives. and uh, But she wants her own independence, and her family and her have a uh, conflict in that she uh, you know, believes that things should be seen more from a medical analytical uh, point of view, whereas her parents are more traditional in some way than their thinking. And they embody spiritual elements of uh, what life represents. And so there's a, there's a generational divide there and, uh, and that's, that manifests itself in the film and, uh, and then things kind of go
0: from there, I guess. Oh, interesting. Um. Mm-hmm. Do you have it like um, old world, new world kind of effect as well as, you know, like the young person who doesn't believe in all the mumble jumble and the old person's like, the stuff is real and you really need to pay heed to it? Well, I, I guess,
1: I, I, I guess in one sense, but I think it's more about this particular family and how mm-hmm. she's herself. herself. Uh, that's not to say people around her rather be young or old, sometimes share, you know a spiritual belief uh I just think it's her own coming of age perception of herself versus her family's uh, overall world view and I think her being who she is challenges that and uh so so that's part of the story uh you know there's that element there's of course there's uh other things that the public will come to find out once you witness the film uh but that's part of it.
0: Okay. Now, I want you to step away from the movie maker aspects of your um of your life and I want you to step into the um entertainment industry professional and I want you to mm-hmm. share your opinion on um the new the the um emergence of all of these non-traditional roles that African Americans are starting to 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 get into what
1: is your take on that well I think it's a good thing and and just to touch a little bit back on my film Machine, I just feel that there is coming a time where African Americans are being able to branch out and I just want to be part of that whole process in terms of being able to expand the narrative of how a black director you know myself and potentially others can be perceived in terms of making films you know You know, in a horror film, for instance, you know, you just don't expect that coming from the African-American community. It hasn't happened recently, and it just hasn't happened often at all, you know. And so I'm trying to, you know, let the cinema know and the public know that we can make films of all kinds, whether it's horror or love story or or whatever else you're looking to have um, to come across cinema, that we as directors are very diverse. They always and walks of life and that we can create any kind of a film that anybody else out there is trying to create and uh whether it be horror or whatever and I think you know if we get you know african Americans and those that are the audience in general to come out and support these kinds of films, we can demonstrate that to Hollywood and to the to the big dog, so to speak, because at the end of the day, most of them are about money and profit and success. And uh, they're not as excited about what's creative. They're excited about what's financially profitable. So uh, supporting these kinds of works is important, uh, particularly if they're done well. Uh, And so it's it's good to know that there are other African-American directors and producers that are pioneering out there and are having a good deal of success with films that are coming out. Uh, You look at a couple weeks ago, you had uh, No Good Deed that came out did very well. Uh it wasn't on as many screens as uh, the other film that came out that was wide widely released. But it did very well through through uh, uh through marketing and, and a good outreach and exhorting those out there to come out and support this kind of a film. And again it was a testament that there are there's a good uh a viewing block of African-Americans that will come out and watch these films and uh, and that's what we need. We need that kind of support so that that will allow other actors and directors and producers to continue to pioneer and create films and, and get them out to the public because we're very creative people as you all know.
0: Mm-hmm. Now is it difficult trying to shop this type of uh,
1: project around? Yeah, uh, is it? Yes. Yes it is but you know I think it's Again, me being who I am, and and being determined, and uh, and persevering, and 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 willingness, film to be made for one and two to get it to the level where we're getting it theatrically released. Uh, but that comes with, you know, uh, the theater seeing this as a theatrical film, and excited about getting it to the public. So you got to make a good quality film to get it to that level to begin with. But at the same time, you gotta, you know, you gotta persevere and be determined, uh, and I, I think that's important as well. Uh, but it starts with quality. Uh, you have to make something worth putting out there on this level, and we've been able to do that, and so I'm thankful for that by having a good staff, a good crew, and and so on and so forth. So. Uh yeah, it always is a challenge and even for good studio films. Uh those that wanna make those kinds of films sometimes run into roadblocks of trying to get the film made, trying to get the film finished, and then trying to get the film distributed and placed in theaters. So that's always a challenge on uh you know, on a lot of levels, uh, independent even with studio films. So, uh so I'm thankful that I'm in this position. Excellent. Now, when did you
0: finish filming and what's the time period between filming and doing the final edits and all of that before it hits the the theater? It's going to hit the theater uh, next month, but how long in between that period has that been?
1: Well, we, we wrapped our film, you know, again, it's an independent film. And so we wrapped it, uh, I think it was a 22, 23 day shoot. And I'm sorry, a 26 day shoot. And we finished that uh, late last May. Uh, may of two thousand thirteen so we're excited about that and then we went into uh the post production as far as editing and we completed that after you know a few months uh which i set on set set it on and from there um you know many people were trying to tell me to get it ready for a uh uh a uh a uh festival run mm-hmm. but again, this is a horror film. And it's not a you know a love story or a, uh, a film that, with a horror film, so much is predicated the success of it is predicated on sound design and effects and things of that nature because you know that that's just the the, the the component of what makes a horror film a horror film and so we needed to take our time and make sure we were you know we brought along the film right in the right way and gave the right impact that it would have on the audience as far as sound, as far as special effects, and so on and so forth. So that takes time, Uh, and uh, so for development, you know, we were working on that, and so we decided to bypass certain festivals by trying to enter it in by those deadlines, and they say, well, give us temp sound, just give us what you think it will sound like uh, with with temp sound, and send it in, and then we'll make a decision from that point. I said, no, 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 no. I can't get you to extrapolate what my vision is on how I want this film to sound and how I want it to, to look. You know, I can't say this is what it will sound like and have, and think you'll have that vision. So I said, no, I'll just go ahead and wait till the film is final and completed and all of its elements before I bring it out to the public in any capacity or even shop it to a festival. So we, didn't de- we decided not to to try to shop it and, and get it in the festivals. And so we had a great we did wrap the film by early uh, earlier this year, February, March, with all our sound design, all our editing, all our special effects. We we're excited about that. And from that point I decided to uh have a uh a screening out in Los Angeles by the Warner Brothers Studios and that was really fun and exciting. We, uh, we, I guess, overbooked it. You know, we had more people trying to get in to watch the film than we could allow in there. Warner Brothers Brothers wasn't pleased, but uh, it's just good to know that people were excited and motivated to see this film, and those who did have a chance to watch it were really excited and came away uh, excited and full of anticipation for others to see it. Okay. That is amazing.
0: That's excellent. Now, this is your first feature film, but it's not your last. You have
1: a series of this type of film you're going to do, or you're going to do you're going to be diverse. Well, I I I I, I enjoyed making Matthew 18. Uh, we'll get this one out. Uh, I'm not going to say that I. I mean, if, if I make a second one, that would be great. But I have another film, some other films that I want to work with. I've been ha- I've had offers to make some other films, but there's another one in particular that I want to make. That I feel will be a, quite a compelling story as well, and I'm excited about that as my next project. But uh, uh, but I have had offers to make other horror films for those who have witnessed this one. So uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking at listening to offers, and uh, my production crew and myself and my attorney, and we're we're deciding on what we're going to do next. Okay,
0: excellent. Now the film is going to be re- released when.
1: Uh, the film is coming out uh, November 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will do what is called, like most horror films, sometimes they come out in what is called a rollout. So we'll open uh, uh, that weekend and then we expect to expand to other markets the following weekend and, and so
0: on. Okay. Now, if people wanted to find out more about the film, more about you and the characters, do you have a website that's up?
1: well yes we do have matthew eighteen movie dot com mm-hmm. uh we also have uh facebook Matt, matthew eighteen movie uh, uh facebook we also have twitter we also have instagram and uh so we've got various sites that you can reach out all of them are the matthew eighteen movie uh that they can uh be part of the uh uh, the uh, discovery of the film and the process. And, again, I just encourage everyone to come out, support the film. You're, you're going to find a great film uh, here that's been made. And, uh, 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 you know, if you're you know, the faint heart, you, you might be a little fearful coming in, but come <laughs> out and do it anyway. So come out and join Matthew 18. Uh, I need your support, and uh, and you, I'm sure you'll come away pleased about the film.
0: Excellent. Now, okay, this is a completely different question. What sure. kind of movies did you watch when you were a kid?
1: I watched all kinds, you know. I, uh, yeah, I know I have my favorite, favorites now even as an adult, but growing up I, I was impacted by the film Jobs when it came out. Uh, that movie just was just, something I had never seen before as a child. I was fortunate to be able to go see it because it was rated R. But my brother and I begged my mom to let us let us go watch it. And I recall, you know, watching that film, and I'm sitting there with my popcorn, and, and all of a sudden the guy's in the ocean, and he's down there looking for stuff. He sees this big shark tooth, and he's continuing to look, and all of a sudden his head comes out of this little, <laughs> little <laughs> boat area, and my popcorn went everywhere. <laughs> and I've kind of been hooked ever since on um, the idea of shocking your audience and, okay. and, and impacting them in that way. So that that registered with me even as a young child. So uh, you know that was part of the allure for me as far as making films and making something that can impact an audience. So, I Jaws was one of them.
0: You know, they recently did the um, a movie, I guess it's the anniversary of Jaws, and they recently mm-hmm. had um, a documentary on the making of the movie, and they had the actors yep. and all of the – I watched that whole entire thing. And when Is you see it from right? that perspective, yes, when you see it from that perspective, and then, you know, the actual movie, because yes, I was freaked out about the movie. So seeing it mm-hmm. from that perspective, I'm like, oh, that's all it was? Oh, right. <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: no. It's and, and you know making jobs was was quite a chore. You know, you sometimes the shark didn't work the way they wanted it to, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I think it sunk a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and they had to do uh, manual
0: stuff as well, absolutely. and they had the, And when they were um, when the woman was in the water and it looked like the shark was taking her back and forth, it was two um, people pulling her from side to side with right. a rope. <laughs> right.
1: So yeah, that that's cinema for you. You know, just uh, just go to show. you know what the films did so well and to this day it's one of the highest closing films of all times and you've got films right now that come out and you know they've got state-of-the-art special effects and you know hundred thousand hundred million dollars cgi budgets almost and uh they still don't deliver like jobs did because at the end of the day it's still about a good story and so uh the shock wasn't as I think they made jobs too, you know, they they made the chalk chalk even more menacing and attacking more people. But it never quite lived up to what the first one was because it still starts with a story. You know, Peter Bensley's book was a a great book. I read it as a child, you know, even after the film had come out. And uh, it was just, it was a compelling story. Um, And so good films always ride on good stories, and so mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're trying to do here at Matthew 18, and, and and any film that I want to be involved in, I think you'll always have to go with the story. You know, you can have the special effects and all that, but if you don't have a good story, it'll come pretty quickly. Yes, and there's another thing
0: that I want to share with you. It's just a funny situation. Um, mm-hmm. I took my daughter to Disney, and mm-hmm. she, you know, we went on the Jaws ride. And I was like, well, why don't you sit over on this side next to me? She goes, no, 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 I'm going to sit over here on the edge. I said, you sure? <laughs> why don't you sit over on this side next to me? No, 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 I'm going to sit over here. By the time we got to the middle of the, like, 10 minutes into the ride, the shark popped up, she was over right. me on the other side <laughs> She leaped over everyone and she was sitting next to me. So that's the mark of a really good movie when they can take it out of the screen and put it someplace right. else and still have that same effect on you.
1: That's right. That's true. You know, it's, I mean, because again, sharks are real, you know, and it, it you know, it can happen and it happens, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, again, that's something people can relate to. Uh yeah, so it's it's that's definitely Jaws is one of those films that had everybody worried about going into the water because of you know, what was the unknown or what could come about with that big track coming out of nowhere to grab you. So that's
0: right.
1: uh, yeah, that was that was a classic and it will always be a classic.
0: And so Matthew eighteen is gonna have you really thinking really long and hard about
1: yep, the unknown. You <laughs> you got it. Right.
0: Okay, great. So, everyone, I would like you to come out and, and, you know, give your support to Mr. Belfry and his amazing film. And it's, you know, we, we have to do that because we have to have as right. many different types of films that are out there for us to be able to enjoy because we don't live in a black and white world. We live in a multi-dimensional right. world. So we need to have it displayed wherever we go. And that includes the movie theaters.
1: That's right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So come out on Linear Support. I will definitely go and I will see this movie myself because I'm really intrigued.
1: Okay. All right. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And I just want to thank you so much for this amazing opportunity because I really do like to know about all the different things that are going on. Because there is so much going on that we don't always hear about. So this is an amazing opportunity for my listeners as well. So I greatly appreciate you for that.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. And uh, to all your listeners, uh, come see Matthew 18, and I thank you all for listening.
0: Okay, great. And please come back when you have more to share. We would love to have you back.
1: Would love to. Would love to. Thanks, Tonya. You're
0: welcome. Okay, take
1: care. Bye.
0: Bye. And that was Mr. Roy Belfry. And he is the true example of someone who pursued his goals and dreams and passions. And he did not stop until he reached one of the goals, and that was to become a movie maker. And this is his first feature film that he has coming out. And we have to go out. And we have to lend our support because we are a creative group of people, as he stated, and we have the ability to create so much more. So the more support we give one another, the more inspiration we give to another. So, and we have a future generation that we have to show that we can create and we can do and build and move forward and just use our creative genius any way that we can. Um, On that note, uh, we're going to end our show and I will be back with you again on Friday and we will have another businessman. He was with us before and his, um, his stage name is Papa Boy, Trill McCoy, and he is not only um, a recording artist, a rapper, um, he is also involved in so many other things. He also is, a, he too is a creative genius, and we're just going to give you another aspect of that. And then we're going to have another creative genius with us on Saturday. So the hits keep coming, and we're going to have an, uh, let's see, on Monday, we're also going to have an author who creates some steamy novels as well. So it's going to be an amazing ride that we have going because that's not all. We have Wednesday, uh, some another type of creativity, another type of genius. So I'm just showing you that we got it going on in so many different places and in so many different ways. So please come back and join us so that you too can find out and be able to be inspired to create your world for us to enjoy. So, please, on that note, have an amazing evening and as always, always, forgive me, as always, be good to yourself. And once again, I would like to say thank you to all of my own listeners for your continued support. It is with this opportunity I give to you uh, opportunities to learn. Have a wonderful evening. God bless. That's our show for today. So, until next time, Keep it real, listen, learn, and live.